This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelly Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Last Yankees series of the year, first in which the Yankees will actually come to Fenway Park, which is kind of weird, but you know what? The whole year has been kind of weird, so there we go. Um, Shelly, the Red Sox won another series. Yeah, um, what what's going on? <laughs> we're, I don't we're, know. We're winning? It's weird. Especially against a team like the Marlins that's like firmly in a playoff spot and trying to win. <laughs> it was pretty interesting. They took two out of three against the Marlins. So let's dive right on in. First up, game one, Tanner Houck made his debut. And what a debut it was. Five innings. Only two hits, three walks, seven strikeouts to get the win. So Red Sox won two to nothing. Uh, Shelly, this was a pretty impressive debut here for Tanner Houck, which was a debut that uh, pretty much all of Red Sox Nation was really looking forward to this year. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, I I was very very impressed and shocked with this debut. Um, I mean, I kind of viewed. Um, Hauk as a reliever, um, you know, I saw him in the minor leagues last year um, for a couple outings, and I was just like, yeah, I just, I, I just really thought that he was a, you know, kind of a reliever, but then he started to add another pitch. He started to add a splitter um, when he was in uh, Sim City or alternate camp or whatever we want to call it. Um, but yeah, I was, I was totally impressed. I, I just remember what I was watching this game and I'm like this might be one of the best pitchy performances that I've seen out of the Red Sox this year I know it's probably yeah I know it's probably like in a handful but it was just it was like a breath of fresh air to see a pitcher who could actually pitch it was it was great yeah it was only the Red Sox second shutout of the year uh the first coming in a five nothing win against Tampa um Facing off against Tanner Huck was Sandy Alcantara, who continued his good year, just got out-dueled. Six innings pitched, five hits, one earned run, two walks, five strikeouts. Not a bad start. Um, consistency from Alcantara, but just ran into uh, a determined Tanner Huck there, which was really nice to see. Uh, as far as hitters go, Bogarts had a two-hit game, and there was a bunch of scattered hits throughout there. They left 16 men on base, but at least were able to push them across the plate. This time, uh, no homers. But Alex Verdugo now is has his batting average up to 226 overall, 346 in September where he's hit leadoff in 16 out of 18 games. So we talked about this quite a lot in the first few weeks, and we were wondering why Verdugo wasn't leading off, and we wanted to see him leading off their consistency. Now across the last you know three weeks or so, He's consistently been the leadoff guy for the Red Sox, and he's been crushing it. So do you, do you expect that this is who will be leading off here, toward, looking towards 2021? Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, Verdugo, oh, I, I, I love that dude. Like, I just watching him, I've just been just very just very impressed. Like, he just is, it seems like he's, like, always on base. He, you know, will get a hit, get a double, this and that. Um... I just his and then also just factoring in his defense over in right field, he is 
just really, really good. And yeah, he he's going to be the leadoff hitter for the Red Sox for, you know, a couple seasons here. Which is exactly what we want to see. Yep. Uh, so then... Benintendi was the leadoff, essentially the leadoff guy uh, for the most part until he got hurt. Uh, what do you think Benintendi's role is looking like towards 2021? A lot of these these topics here, because I mean we got like nine games left now. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of these discussion points are going to be looking towards 2021. Uh, but how do you see uh, Benintendi's role shaking out next season? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love Benny, I, I really do, but. Uh, He's kind of looked bad for probably about a season and a half. Like, last year wasn't really that good either. Um, so I really do think that he's going to be, like, the, the fifth or sixth hitter or something like that. And he kind of just needs to just kind of get on a roll. Um, he's been off for a bit. I don't know what's going on. Um, I never really thought that he really could be, like, the leader hitter. It didn't seem like he had... Uh, the stuff to be the leader fitter, and I hate to say that because I love Benny, but sometimes you just kind of, I, I just don't think that he has the stuff to be a, a leader fitter. So, you know, a, a fifth, a number five, number six hitter, and just kind of just kill it down there and get his confidence back to where we saw him probably about two seasons ago. Yeah. I wrote a piece right before he got hurt about not giving up on him because just his the periphery of his stat line was so weird and he essentially just needed to swing at strikes more, uh, which is just something oddly he just wasn't doing. So he was striking out more and he wasn't swinging at pitches in the zone, which was weird. So I still believe there's something there to sit tool, uh, but I don't think it's fit for the leadoff spot. And I feel like he could be a really productive fifth hitter um, once everybody in front of him is kind of on base and then he just needs to slap the ball around the park and not kind of focus on all of his efforts on getting on base, which he can just naturally do. And he was doing at an absurd clip before he got hurt. He was walking at like a 20% rate, which was by far the highest of his career. Uh, so he's always shown a knack to be able to get on base. Just that uh, that hit tool that we know is there. Just need to coax it out a bit, I guess. Yeah. Moving on to game two. Bullpen game for the Red Sox uh, worked out. Just about as good as the other bullpen games have this season. <laughs> More of the same. Kickham went two and two thirds and gave up six runs, all earned. Uh, no walks, th- only three strikeouts. Um, I mean, and that was enough. Uh, Lair went out there and got roughed up again, giving up two runs in his inning of work. Um, these are, these, I mean, I don't really have much to offer uh, when we're rolling out guys that. Or literally picked up off the scrap heap and haven't pitched in a few years, and it's a great story for Kickham to be back in the majors. Unfortunately, just <laughs> the results aren't there. So, with what they have going on here with the pitching staff, do you think it is worth giving Pavetta a shot now that they've successfully manipulated his serving time? Um, I mean, at this point, sure. And I, I really, I don't know if the whole Pavetta thing is actually a service time manipulation type of thing. Because one, I don't know why you would do that with like Pavetta. And then two, just what I've heard, that he hasn't really looked that great. And then three, that doesn't surprise me that he's not looking great. Because we're just kind of just trying to see if, you know, a change of scenery it would do something for him. So... 
at this point, sure. Why not? I I don't care. But I I don't know. I kind of poo-poo the whole uh, service time manipulation when it comes to Pavetta because, yeah, he's just really not that great, and I don't really understand why we would do that. Does math house exactly? If that was actually something the Red Sox were doing, I'm just incredibly confused by it. But, eh, I mean, they're rolling out guys that have ERAs over 8, over 10. So, I mean, why not give him a shot, I suppose? Yeah, exactly. uh, See if anything that they've done with him, tried to unlock with him uh, in his uh, three weeks, a little over three weeks here with the Red Sox. Yeah. See if any of that has taken hold yet. Why not? The other part uh, in this game, Red Sox lost 8-4 to four and left 24 men on base, and seven of them were in scoring position with two outs. What does this team need to do to correct this for 2021? Because this is now two seasons in a row that they have just massively struggled with getting runners on base home. Yeah, man. I, I honestly, I just... I just don't know. Like it's it's really frustrating. And I mean, I'm looking at the box score here and it was basically it looks like kind of like the middle of the, of the lineup for us. I mean, Bogey left on 5, uh Vasquez left on 4. We got JD who left on 3. It was just kind of like that middle chunk of the lineup that just kind of just, you know, scuffled during the game, uh, especially when it came to you know guys on base so uh, yeah I, I I don't know um, it's um, it's really frustrating to see that this has happened like two seasons in a row yeah and this was the complete opposite of what we saw in 2018 um, yeah whenever there was runners on base they drove them in and last season they really struggled with it and struggled to win games as we saw and then this year they're struggling with it again Um I don't know if it's worse, but it's certainly still a struggle and something that if they plan on contending, they need to figure out how to get guys home. And it is weird that it's the middle of the lineup because that's where you would expect the majority of production to come for. And even Martinez, he had a multi-hit game but still left three on base. Not great. Yeah. Moving on to the final game, which just finished up uh, this afternoon, early start late in the year. Uh, Evaldi versus Jose Ureña. <clears throat> and Evaldi, again, uh, pitched himself quite a gem coming back off of the IL. Went five innings, gave up only two hits, no walks, seven strikeouts. Looked very, very good uh, and got the win. Matt Barnes picked up his eighth save. Uh, Bogarts with a multi-hit game, Devers with a multi-hit game. He's now has his overall line up to 293 and has a 10-game hit streak. Um, Verdugo, also with three hits, has a seven-game hit streak. So the top of the order really doing all the damage here. Um, and uh, Plowecki, again, had a good game. His average is now up to 317. So a lot of good stuff there from the Red Sox here in this uh, 5-3 win. But let's circle back to Evaldi. Um, he's had back-to-back really good starts. Pitched uh, only three innings in his first start off the IL, which was kind of expected. Got all the way up to five innings today. What are your expectations for him in 2021? Because it seems when he's been healthy this year, he's been really good. It's just the you know the health that's always been a question with him and is still a question with him. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm afraid that's always going to be like this huge uh, question mark when it comes to Evaldi. Uh, like when he is healthy and bright, like he's really good. I mean, like like today he put up five innings, seven strikeouts, no walks. Like that is, that's kind of what you expect from Evaldi. Maybe you maybe you get another inning here or there um, from him. But I mean, this is like prime Evaldi. Um, I just don't trust him to stay healthy. I hate to say it. I love to see Evaldi when he's going, but it's just the injury stuff that scares me. And unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with this all next year, too. Yeah. I mean, it's great to see him pitching this well when he's healthy. It's just how long is that going to remain the case? Right. We're just going to have to wait and see. But always good when that is the case. Matt Barnes now. Uh, he has conferred five of his last six save opportunities. We talked about him a couple weeks ago, and we just weren't sure if he had, you know, what it took to be a closer. Um, although these they're high-leverage situations, they are low-leverage games, as the Red Sox aren't really trying to compete. Uh, so that may have an effect in it. But he was asked about being the closer going into 2021, and uh, he was all for it, Up says he's up to the challenge. How confident are you in the Red Sox bullpen next year if Matt Barnes is a closer? Um, um, I guess maybe 75% confident. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, I've, I've just, I have really been a Matt Burns fan for the couple, past couple of seasons now. Um, and his last couple of like blowups have kind of like maybe pulled away a little bit, but we really don't really have anyone else. Um, maybe Dorenzen Hernandez, maybe next year if he, you know, um, gets healthy after that, you know, that, that SC joint strain kind of thing. Um, I think he might be able to be a closer, but honestly, there's really no one else who should be a closer. So I still kind of sort of believe in Matt Burns. Yeah, I'm like 50% confident. I would rather have it be somebody else, but yeah. if it's going to be him, then, I mean, he's definitely the best option in the bullpen that they have. But I just wouldn't feel super great about it. So I guess that's kind of where I'm at. But um, this recent string of saves, this is the best that he has looked and the most consecutive saves he's concerned, uh, converted, which is four in a row in his entire career uh, when he has been the closer. So he's certainly getting better. And hopefully this gives him a lot of confidence in him going into next year because they're pro- most likely going to be relying on him as that guy. So yeah. really need to see that work out. That does it for the Miami series. We'll take a quick break and come back and look forward to the series against New York. All right, uh, three-game series now uh, with New York in Fenway Park. First time the Yankees have come to visit Boston this season and the only time because there's only nine games left. Uh, pitching matchups, Martin Perez versus Jordan Montgomery, uh, Chris Mazza, potentially Nick Pavetta, maybe, versus uh, Hap, and uh, Tanner Houck getting another start against uh, a young pitcher for the Yankees, D.V. Garcia. That is probably going to be a pretty interesting matchup there. But um, Yankees starting to kind of get healthy now. They've got uh, Aaron Judge and Stanton both back from for their lineup which uh, bad timing for the Red Sox, I suppose. But 
they're uh, they're not fully, and they're still getting like days off, and they're still building them up for this run for the playoffs that they're on. But uh, what is your uh, evaluation of the Yankees here? That's the word I was going for. I I I am very scared for this series. I mean, I mean, maybe if this was like last week, I'd feel much better. Um, but the Yankees have really been going off. I mean, Luke Voigt's, um uh, has just been absolutely killing it. DJ LeMahieu is, you know, come back and is killing it. And you know, now we have, um, you know, Stanton and Judge back. I'm just, and then, and put that with this pitching staff. I am very scared. Uh, Yankees fans are probably just licking their chops right now. I, I'm just terrified. Yeah, and on top of that, I forgot to mention they also got Gio Urshela back this week. So, yay! Yeah, they got a lot of their bats back. Um, they're pitching. They're still missing um, a couple guys. Uh, Paxton, I don't think, is slated to return anytime soon. Uh, so I guess we'll wait and see on that. But yeah, the matchups. I mean, Perez versus Montgomery. I mean, I guess it depends on which Perez shows up. He's had a couple good starts here, but he's also. This second half, the month of September, has had some pretty shaky starts. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel great about the bullpen day or the Pavetta day or whatever that ends up being uh, at all. And then uh, it's a tall task for Tanner Houck in his second start, but he does have a lot of momentum going his way. So it'll be a fun matchup to watch, but I don't know if I'm expecting a lot out of this series. Um, yeah. What is your prediction for this series? Um. It kills me to say this, but I think we get swept this weekend. I that 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 Yankees lineup absolutely is just terrifying to me. I hope, believe me, I hope I'm wrong, but I think we get swept this weekend. Yeah, I kind of feel the same, just because they've gotten all these guys back and they're healthy, and that's one of the the. I mean, if it's not the best, it's well, Dodgers might be the best, so maybe their second best lineup when healthy, and they're kind of they're getting all these guys back now, so that's. Not a great sign. Not a great sign. It's going to be tough. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. Um, well, I guess let's do MVP for both series. Um, <laughs> I forgot to do that again. You know what? Tanner Houck gets my vote for MVP of the Marlins series. First pitcher. Yeah, I, I, I'm i totally for it. Like, he, uh, believe me, when I was watching that, I was totally shocked. So, yes, Tanner Houck gets the, the, you know, MVP of the series. Great. And who is your guess for MVP of this series against the Yankees? Uh, Luke Voigt. <laughs> that was the same one I was going to pick. Uh, right in lockstep. You know, I, yeah, I'm just going to go with that. It just He's on fire right now, and that's terrifying. Because yes. they already have enough guys that can hit like two, three home runs a game without him needing to be there. So. Yep. All righty. Well, that does it for this version, this episode of the Red Sox Precap. Uh, we will be with you probably on Monday, as that's a day off, before the last series of the season in Fenway Park versus the Orioles. You can find me on Twitter, at the Spoken Keats. You can find Shelly on Twitter, at ShellyV underscore 643. Uh, you can check out the Over the Monster account, at Over the Monster, and of course, OverTheMonster.com for all the great stuff that we put out there. Thanks for listening. We'll be with you next week. <laughs>